Lecture topic: Striving for perfect taqwa. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Wa kafa wa salatu wa salamu ala ibadihi al-ladin astafa. Amma baadu faaudu billahi min al-shaytan al-rajim. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. والعصر إن الإنسان لفي خسر إلا الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات وتواصوا بالحق وتواصوا بالصبر صدق الله العظيم. وسبحان الله وإكرام. Brothers and elders. Once again, Bismillah al-Astafiq. Allah Ta'ala has graced His mercy that Allah Ta'ala has given us an opportunity that we have gathered for the sake of deen. The intention is obviously very, very fundamental, extremely necessary to check and double check what is our intention. And apart from having the right intention, there's many, many intentions that can be made for one good action too. And as per the intentions, the person will be benefited and rewarded. So sometimes we attend some dini gathering with the intention of sawab, reward, that for that period of time that we will be in a gathering of deen, so we will be in the masjid will be listening to the talk of deen. So all this is an ibadat. And we'll get rewarded for it, inshallah. So indeed, this is a good intention. It's an intention that will bring us rewards. But there's more to it than just making the intention of sawab and reward, which inshallah, if the intention is correct, that will come. The intention when reading any dini literature, reading some kitab, listening to a talk of deen, the intention should be that this should become a mirror for myself. That I should look into this mirror and see what reflects. And in the light of whatever reflects towards me, I should then make the intention, the effort to correct myself and make myself like what I am supposed to be. This is what Islah is all about. Tazkiyah, Islah is all about. And this is the objective and the purpose of the talks of Deen for the speaker, for the listeners. It's all about Islah. It's all about correcting and rectifying ourselves. So this is the purpose, the same things that we speak about, the same things that we discuss so many times, but the same muzakara and the revision that is necessary for our betterment, for our improvement, for our islah. So in any case, this iman that Allah Ta'ala has blessed us with, in the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala addresses the mu'mineen. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu. In this one particular ayat, Allah Ta'ala addresses the believers. Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu. And now the believers who are being addressed, they are then being commanded, Ya ayyuhalladheena amanu, aminu. Billahi wa rasooli. 
Or you who believe, bring Iman in Allah and His Rasul Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And then the kitab that Allah Ta'ala has revealed, etc. So now the person who already has Iman, he's being addressed and he's being told, you bring Iman. If a person is already in the house, for example, and somebody tells him, come inside. Somebody is in the masjid, and he's being told, come into the masjid. Say, but I'm already in the masjid. So that's what appears to be the case, that the person is already in Iman, and he's being told, come into Iman. So he's not being told, come into Iman. What actually he's being told is, that Alhamdulillah, that blessing of Allah Ta'ala has been received, that you are with Iman, but is that Iman perfected still? Are you a complete mu'min or a deficient mu'min? Is your iman completed and perfected or is it still its quality is deficient? So if the quality is deficient, then every mu'min is being addressed that look, this effort to improve the iman is required. Ya ayyuhalladina amanu, aminu. So the quality of Iman has to be improved, the quality of a person's deen has to be improved. And the sum total of what taqwa is all about, that the person totally desists from Allah Ta'ala's disobedience. That has to be achieved. That is what the effort is all about. And that is not confined to just any one part of life, it's across the board, every aspect of life. Whether our Imaniyat, our ibadat, our mu'amalat, our mu'asharat, our akhlaq, every aspect of life. And the most important objective and aspiration is to become Allah Ta'ala's. That very well-known incident of Mahmud and Ayaz, Sultan Mahmud, and the slave Ayaz that he had, who he was very attached to, but because he had such an attachment for this person, so others were becoming jealous over this. But where this person now fits into the equation. And Sultan Mahmud was, he was understanding what's going on. He could see what's going on. These things are things that become easily detectable in a person's manner, in a person's reactions, in a person's way of saying things sometimes, how he responds to issues. Many, many things become very clear from that. So the jealousy that now had crept in the hearts of these people, Sultan Mahmud could now figure out what's going on. So he wanted to express, or rather display what's going on in terms of why he's got this special attachment. They would also sometimes give him some comments that you should be very careful, blood is thicker than water, you pay more attention to water than blood, so to say. We are your close ones, we are your family, we are your near ones. And this is a slave, he came from, don't know where he came from. So in any case, time passed, one day he had everybody gathered in the court, his palace, and then he asked the treasurer to bring the most valuable pearl or diamond, whatever it was. And now everybody is aware this is the most valuable possession that he has in his entire treasury. And then he calls them, one of the ministers and he says to him, passes on to him, break this. So break it, break this, 
This is your most valuable treasure. This is what is priceless in your treasure. I must break this. So now, how can I break this? This is not something that can be broken. I am not part of those who have come here to harm you. I have come as a well-wisher to you. I am here as a well-wisher. How can I break this? The second person, same thing. Third person, same thing. And all are thinking within themselves, this is the right answer to give. This is what it's all about. That now to, well-wishing requires now we don't accept this instruction to break it. And we rather just preserve this. This is the most valuable possession in the treasury. And now eventually this whole thing dribbles around the whole room until it gets to Ayaz. So Ayaz already realized this is going to come in my hands as well. And the instructions are going to be directed to me as well. As soon as it came into his hand, and as soon as Sultan Mahmud gave the instruction that break it, so without any hesitation he smashed it. Threw it on the ground with force, and it broke into multiple pieces. So everybody was up in arms. What did you do? Where is your brains? How could you have broken this? So now when everybody had made their noises, so he said, I am not a slave of this diamond or this pearl. I am the slave of the instruction and the command of the king. What is this after all? This is one material thing. This is a possession which can be replaced also. I am not a slave of these material things. I am the slave of the king and a slave of the command of the king. So therefore, this breaking this, but preserving the command of the king, that was the bigger objective, that was the right thing to do. So this now made everybody realize and open their eyes that what is the special quality in him that has brought him so close to the king, that has made him a special and the favorite of the king. It was his total submission and that he gave highest priority to the command of the king. Now that is exactly the point and that is the lesson that we have to take that our greatest ambition, our greatest aspiration, our greatest purpose in life is to become complete mu'mineen, kamil, perfect mu'mineen. We are far from that. But that's what we have to aspire for. That is what we have to work towards. And that is what we have to make an effort for. And Allah Ta'ala out of His grace, His mercy, gives us ample opportunities. But do we aspire for this? If we do, then we will have been emulating the Sahaba Ikram, the pious predecessors, the true friends of Allah wa Ta'ala, and how they tried to grab every opportunity to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. How they exerted themselves. We will exert ourselves also, but unfortunately, generally, and many a times, the exertion would be for things that don't really bring us close to Allah Ta'ala. And Allah forbid, sometimes the exertion is what will take us far away from Allah Ta'ala. One pious person was one day asked, that if you had to come to know that certain day, certain time, or tomorrow, certain time, your moth is coming. Supposing that was something you could be told, you had been informed certainly tomorrow 10 o'clock or Maghrib time or whatever you are going to pass away how will you spend your day that's the last day of life 
Tomorrow at Maghrib time, your life is going to be gone. How will you spend your day? So he said, I'll spend my day exactly how I spend every day. There'll be no change in my day. In other words, my whole day, alhamdulillah, is spent in such a way that I have, Allah's fazal, no disobedience included in the equation. Insan is insan, he can slip up, but in terms of what his routine of the day is, how he conducts his day, how he conducts his night, everything is in place. And there is no space for anything additional. There's so much of amal that is already included in the day, that there's no space to put anything extra. In the month of Ramadan, many, mashallah or kabir, used to change the routine of the month of Ramadan, and they used to, in place of certain amal, they used to add something else. So this was one way in which they would spend the month of Ramadan. And generally it would be that all the time was dedicated to Qur'an Sharif. Maximum amount of time to Qur'an Sharif. And some, the whole day was filled with dini khidmat and so the tilawat was also there. Five paras, ten paras, as much as. And now obviously Ramadan will be tarawih, so now tarawih they will perform lengthy salahs of tarawih and so on. But in terms of how to now program and reprogram the time of Ramadan, somebody wrote to him that what is your routine in Ramadan? So he said, well, the routine of Ramadan is obviously that now it's Ramadan, then there's fasting also, and then there's Tarawi also, and there's so many paras of Tilawat in Tarawi, and apart from that, the routine in and out of Ramadan, there's no difference. There isn't space to change one bit. Now this was that, because the goal was there, the goal was in front, this is where I need to reach. Now the goal was there, so now the whole day and night was already programmed. Now our program, there's so many things in that program, sometimes the person is asked now, after he's complaining about this, that, the other, okay, what's the amount of screen time? It's part of the screening now. What a, what's the amount of screen time? So, previously there used to be different categories of time, now this is the 21st century edition now, screen time. This was something non-existent before. So now the amount of screen time is you not know, two and a half hours. So two and a half hours of the day, see now this is very controlled. Others spending five hours, somebody seven hours, two and a half hours, so 10% of the day is gone in screen time. And screen time of what? So nothing that can be declared as really beneficial. Things that are just here, there and everywhere. And Allah forbid sometimes in the red, meaning in sin, getting in haram. Now that big chunk of the day is already gone in that and that's going to impact on so much of the rest of the day as well. So now the time for tilawat, the time for zikr, the time for dua, the time for other amal of deen, all this is now all fizzled out. Why? Because screen time has taken away all the time. Whereas the passion for deen, for the amal of deen, for tilawat of the Qur'an Sharif, for the khidmat of deen, this was the priority in the lives of the pious predecessors. Hazrat Mashaallah Tanwi Rahmatullah in the last days of his life, he was very, very ill, extremely ill. 
and the doctors had forbidden, nobody was, in fact visitors are all restricted to only the few specific people around, because everything was a very, very great exertion for him, to merely just talk to somebody, whatever. In that entire time, somebody wanted to see him, he had some, something to discuss, something to ask, whatever the question was, and some advice. So somehow, one of the very close people, he managed to just get through him, that please just make a time for me, just a few minutes. So somehow, that was arranged for him. So somebody else got very upset when they got to know about this, that this person now, how he sneaked in and came and now, sort of, all the restrictions that were now in place for the comfort and for the benefit of al for his recovery, so to say, now, how this person went across the line now? But now, in that process, he came to her and asked him, but how have you accommodated this? It's now, all this was put into place for your comfort, because now all this is affecting your health. So he said, but after all, what do I do? The day spent without service, some service for the ummah of Nabi Karim, what kind of day that would be? That day went past, and there was no service for the Ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu What kind of day is that now? So now this person needed some dini advice, whatever. So this was something that I couldn't, I just, I accommodated it. Now when this happened, when there was this goal in front, where I need to reach, what am I supposed to try to acquire, what is my purpose, what is my objective, and this is what then made them compete and do, try to do, outdo the next in getting closer to Allah Ta'ala. That competition, that healthy competition in deen, in order to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. Many, many ayat of the Quran Sharif, that is what we are spurred onwards. Sabiqu ila makhfiratin min rabbikum wa jannatin arduhas samawatu wal ard. Race with one another, hasten. Ila makhfiratin min rabbikum to the makhfirat of your Rabb. And the Jannat, the vastness of which is this breadth, of which is this expanse between the heavens and the earth. And this is prepared for the Muttaqeen. And Allah Ta'ala gives the qualities of the Muttaqeen who will get this Jannat. الَّذِينَ يُنْفِقُونَ فِي السَّرَّاءِ وَالضَّرَّاءِ وَالْكَاظِمِينَ الْغَيْضِ وَالْعَافِينَ عَنِ النَّاسِ وَاللَّهُ يُحِبُّ الْمُحْسِنِينَ Those who spend in ease, in adversity, and they restrain their anger, they forgive, and in place of, and not just forgive and stop, then they return the bad treatment with good treatment. Allahu yuhibbul muhsineen. Allah loves them. I mean, this was the goal that they had, how to get closer to Allah, tabaraka wa ta'ala. Then we get those kind of incidents that took place. Imam Zainul Abidin, rahimahullah, is making wudu, and his servant, slave, dropped that jug on him, hurt him, Pull the water on him. And that person decides the ayat will carve him in a Instantly. I restrained my anger. He got upset now. And this is a slave. What thought he might do? But as soon as he's told, will carve him in a Why? Because he had his goal in front. So with this goal in front, this became easy. And the goal is not in front. Then it depends. Something else will be the goal. What is the goal that is what a person will aim for? So if he'll aim for something that is part of what's going to get him closer to Allah Ta'ala, then he'll have the right reaction. So 
So he instantly restrained his anger. But that slave was aware of this ayat, so he then decided, And they forgive people. He said, okay, I forgave you too. So I don't stop there. Wallahu yuhibbul muhsinin. Okay, I've made ihsan on you too now. Allah forgive you. You have been freed as well. Now that, in that zamana, in that age, owning a slave was a very precious asset. A person now, in this period of time now, maybe like a person now, he told somebody there's a key. Your car is yours now. Take it and carry on. Top of the range or whatever it might be, half the range. He gave the key now, the car is yours. So now it's not a small... How often we might have heard something like that. Somebody, mashallah, just got into the moment of things, got very happy with something, or he decided to do a good deed, he gave somebody the car keys, car is yours. So that is a very big thing, but that was something that they would just readily act on. Why? Because the goal was in front. And the goal was, we have to perfect this iman. We have to get closer to Allah Ta'ala. We have to acquire this muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala. We are weak, we are deficient. When we will reach there, that's not the question. How much we drink to get there? When we'll get there, and how we'll get, what we are doing to try and get there. Now that is the purpose, that is the objective, and these Mubarak days that come, the month of Rajab is already here with us, and now we're heading towards this very, very great time of the month of Ramadan, so the zeal and enthusiasm for this Mubarak time has this already dawned upon us? The Aslav, the pious predecessors, it used to grip them. Long in advance, from the beginning of Rajab, the zeal for Ramadan would grip them. There are many people who used to fast excessively in Rajab and Shaban, elderly people, meaning in our time. So, one such person, he told me he fasts from the beginning of Rajab right up to the middle of Shaban. I said, anything in particular? She says, because he's preparing for Ramadan. Now, this was a zeal. It was something that they were look. Now, these are the type of people who would then make the maximum use of the month of Ramadan. And after the month of Ramadan had passed, there would be a complete difference in their lives. Why? Because they use that month in such a wonderful way. And unfortunately, because that zeal now builds up only probably one day before, or after the moon is sighted, so by the time it really takes action, because the screen time doesn't stop in the month of Ramadan also. Why? Because it didn't stop long before. So how is it going to stop suddenly then? Car is moving at a certain speed, now you have to stop. By the time you press the brakes and then it will cut speed and finally it will come to a stop long from where the brakes were placed onto the pedal, where the foot was placed on the pedal, long after that it will come to a stop. So now on the first of Ramadan, now the person wants to start slapping the brakes. By the time the month of Ramadan is over. So the point is that to now focus ourselves. This is the most important aspect that is required. Focus. Focus on what? Ya ayyuhalladina amanu Aminu. Allah Ta'ala wants us to improve the Iman, takmil, perfect the Iman. And in all the facets of deen, ibadat, mu'amalat, mu'asharat, akhlaq, imaniyat is obviously the foundation. 
all the facets of deen. Otherwise a person will earn here and lose it there. He'll earn here and lose it there. At the end of the whole exercise he's got nothing left. Rather he's still in debt because he's taking other people's sins on his head. Because of the deficiency in certain departments of deen, mu'amalat, mu'asharat, akhlaq. So this is the time to start building the momentum. <coughs> by means of dua, by means of increasing amal, by means of reading about the virtues of Ramadan, and in this way, building up the enthusiasm, building up the momentum, gradually, inshallah, as the month of Ramadan approaches, Tilawat would have increased to a significant amount. Time for dua, for tasbihat, etc. will have increased. And all the screen time would have been cut out. One person will say, no, I'm totally addicted to news. I don't read about the news. I, I just can't function. So you worried about the whole world's news in that your news is being written as well. Each day, that's part of your news. Kiram and Katibi in their writing as well. That's your news, your history is being written. So now part of your history is going to be, today, how much screen time? And then what was on the screen also? And Allah forbid, that what not might be there. Now that's nevertheless an opportunity to press the delete button. Now with sincere toba. And to turn to Allah Ta'ala and to make this time valuable. To make this time valuable. Time that Allah Ta'ala has given us, this is the most precious asset we have. After Imam, everything is the time. What we'll do is in the time. The Amal too will be in the time. And when the time stops, when the time finishes off, our moment has come, then the Amal stops also. Amal also, every moment our Jannat is our time. And Allah forbid somebody's Jahannam too is their time. What they made of the time, either made the person's Jannat, or what they made of the time, made somebody's Jahannam, Allah save us. So, this is the moment, this is the need. So the Sahaba Ikram, they left that legacy for us, to exert oneself for righteous actions. If it takes some extra effort, that extra effort will bring extra reward. If that effort is from mudan, meaning laziness, now to suppress that laziness, that too is an extra reward. If it's more mujahada physically, there will be greater reward. In one hadith sharif it is mentioned that there are three categories of people who will get a double reward. For every action they do, a double reward. One of the three categories that is mentioned is a slave. In that zamana, many people were still slaves. So a slave, Abdul Mamlukun Adda Haqqallahi wa Haqqa Mawali. A slave who fulfills the right of Allah Ta'ala and fulfills the right of his master as well. Now, in every action now, he gets a double reward. Every action, he gets a double reward. So now, why he gets a double reward? Because there is a double mujahada. The mujahada is, on the one side, he has to fulfill his, the, whatever his master wants from him, but he has to do it without compromising the law of Allah Ta'ala also. 
So now there's more effort involved. Now, Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala, he is narrating this hadith sharif. Now can we imagine a slave, what a slave was in that time? And a slave had no rights, a slave, he had no real position in society. A slave had, he owned nothing, he himself was ownership. He himself was in the category of goods, so to say. So now, it was not something anybody wished for. But now after narrating this Hadith Sharif, Abu Huraira Allah says, Had it not been for three things, I wish I too was a slave. Why? For this double reward. Now, subhanallah, what zeal they had to acquire the rewards. Because they had the understanding of what these rewards mean. That opportunity to recite subhanallah a few times, what it will bring? That opportunity to make tilawat of the Quran Sharif, what will come as a result of this? What closeness with Allah Ta'ala will be achieved? The chance is there to make two rakats nafil. So now generally, our timing will be how we can just make it in time for the farz and how we can be out immediately. But to time ourselves so that we can get some chance before that to make the sunnahs as well properly, to make some zikr, tasbihat, to make some dua. Now when that will happen, when there is this zeal to get more closer to Allah Ta'ala, the taqarrub ilallah. Now for that zeal and for that extra reward, he's saying, I wish, if it wasn't for three things, I would have wished that I be a slave. Now, there's something nobody wishes for. I would have wished I would be a slave. Why? For the double rewards. What are the three things? Lawla al-jihadu fi sabilillah. Had it not been for jihad, going out in jihad in the path of Allah Ta'ala, because a slave can't make that move on his own, he has to get permission of his master. His master don't give him permission, he just can't, can't move anyway, so sit where he is. So now, being a slave will become a restriction in this. And now this too has a very great reward. So I don't feel good to be restricted from this, therefore I'm not, I'm happy I'm not a slave, but had it not been for the great reward of this, I might have wished to be a slave. So number one, jihad fi sabirillah. Number two, he said hajj. And number three, now hajj also a slave, he can't just go of his own accord. His master allows him, then he may go. The master wants to provide for him too, otherwise he got nothing. And the third one was, birru ummi. The opportunity of caring for my mother and being good to her, taking care of her. Now being a slave will become a restriction in that. Now I won't be free to go and move, move about, go and do something for her, make her khidmat, take care of her. So I'll be stuck now because I'm a slave. I'm a slave now. The master is saying, do this, do that. I can't move out, move around easily. So had it not been for these three things now, where slavery will become a restriction, and I will not be able to attain the very great rewards of all this, then I would have wished that I be a slave for what? For the double reward in every amal. So now why is the double reward? In another ayat, in ayat of the Quran Sharif, Allah Ta'ala says, أُولَٰئِكَ يُؤْتَوْنَ أَجْرَهُمْ مَرَّتَيْنِ بِمَا صَبَرُوا They are the ones who be given, will be given a double reward due to the sabr they made. Sabr. Sabr of which sort? Sabr is not only on musibat. The sabr against the nafs in fulfilling the amal. The sabr against the nafs in fulfilling the fard, that sabr is farz. And the sabr in fulfilling 
the other amal, it might be on a sunnat level, mustahab level, so that too is sabr. And he'll be greatly reward. The more the sabr he made of that, the greater the reward. So now he put the pressure on his nafs, and he fulfilled that amal. He made his tilawat of the Quran Sharif, he made his tasbihat on time, he did whatever else he could do, that sabr would bring a greater reward. That sabr they made brought them double reward. So now this is the same opportunity that Allah has opened out to us. We have this time at our disposal. We don't know for how long. So while this opportunity is there to now start building up the momentum from now to get closer to Allah Taala, this month of Ramadan, the pious predecessors, their lives one reads about their lives in the way that they looked forward to the month of Ramadan, then really we, like we don't even know if the month of Ramadan is anywhere close. So we need to take some inspiration from their lives. We need to start increasing amal in our lives, start looking forward to the Mubarak month and preparing for it so that we can maximize the benefit in the time and become close to Allah Taala. That is the objective, how we become the true servants of Allah Ta'ala. So this becoming Kamil Mu'min, as we started right at the beginning, this requires giving up every disobedience of Allah Ta'ala. That is the essence of Kamal in Iman. And then that keeps increasing to whatever level a person wants to take it to, by the more good actions he does. But the starting point is bringing his life in obedience to Allah Ta'ala. Across the board in all the departments of life. Whether in his ibadat, in his mu'amalat, in his mu'asharat, in his akhlaq. Across the board. Then there will be Kamal of Iman. Now he's being addressed, Ya Yuhalladina Amanu, Aminu. So she's now making takmeel and perfecting Iman. And then there's no end to the progress in that itself. Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala give us a tawfiq that we appreciate these Mubarak moments Allah has blessed us with and become truly conscious of the time, this asset of time, use it in the correct manner, use it in a way to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, cut out all these things from our lives, the screen time and all these things, what is necessary is fine, what is out of some need, person is now, but just all this futile time that is wasted, this now needs to change, we need to get closer to Allah Ta'ala, this life is very precious, and the time is very, very delicate, the zamana we are living in, it takes sometimes a moment to just capsize. Previously, it wasn't so easy to fall apart. Previously, that too was not so easy. Meaning it wasn't something that would happen just in a moment. But as time gets closer to Qiyamah, we have been forewarned about this. Yusbihur rajulu mu'minan wa yumsi kafiran. person in the morning was a mu'min, before the evening is already gone, no Imam left. Complete somersault, capsized, totally upside down. So one is that total, complete fall of the cliff. But Allah forbid, even lesser than that too, can be very dangerous. Somebody falls and breaks his hand, has some head injury. Now that too is regarded as a very serious thing. So likewise, Iman getting lost is the worst thing. But, it's no small thing 
that a person's deen gets harmed because of what he now ended up looking at something and what, what the impact on his heart came. He's gone so far from Allah Ta'ala. He's now been listening to things which have taken him away far from Allah Ta'ala. That too is very dangerous. Al-Ma'asi Baridul Kufr. Mashaikh state, Ma'asi sins, sins become the stepping stone to Allah forbid to Kufr also. Sin in itself is not Kufr. As long as a person is not regarding something haram as halal, that's not Kufr. That's a sin. But sins, if a person persists in it, sins become, Allah forbid, even the stepping stone eventually to kufr. Because a person becomes more bold on committing sin as he goes along. When he doesn't make tawbah, he's not concerned, not making an effort to correct himself. So then one leads to another, the next second leads to a third, and worse and deeper. Allah save us that at the time of moth, the impact of all that suddenly comes up. And a time of moth, that iman gets lost. So this is the blessing Allah has given us of this time, of these Mubarak moments, to turn to Allah wa ta'ala, to become conscious of what we have been blessed with, make an effort on our iman, on our families, and make dua for ourselves, for the entire ummah of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, give us the tawfiq. Wa akhiru da'wana, alhamdulillahi rabbil alam. لا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وأصحابه وأصحابه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا يا ربي صلي وسلم دائما أبدا على حبيبك خير الخلق كلهم جزا الله عنا نبينا محمدا صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهل لا إله إلا الله 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 
يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين يا ارحم الراحمين ربنا هب لنا من ازواجنا وذرياتنا قرة اعين واجعلنا للمتقين اماما ربنا فاغفر لنا ذنوبنا وكفر عنا سيئاتنا وتوفنا مع الابرار ربنا واتنا ما وعدتنا على رسلك ولا تخزنا يوم القيامه انك لا تخلف الميعاد اله العالمين يا الله most merciful most gracious most kind most loving allah اله العالمين يا الله forgive us يا الله يا الله forgive all our bad minus sins يا الله forgive what we did deliberately and mistakenly يا الله forgive what was done in the darkness of the night in the light of day يا الله اله العالمين يا الله what we shamelessly did يا الله what we so blatantly did يا الله اله العالمين forgive all our sins يا الله make us true and obedient servants of yours يا الله اله العالمين these mubarak moments have come يا الله and enable us to treasure them يا الله enable us to appreciate them يا الله اللهم بارك لنا في رجب وشعبان وبلغنا رمضان اله العالمين grant us barakat in the mubarak months of rajab and shaaban allah enable us to reach the mubarak month of ramadan allah enable us to allah use every moment in the correct manner ya allah allah grant us a true zeal and enthusiasm ya allah grant us the eagerness for the month of ramadan ya allah اله العالمين يا الله الله you grant us the tawfiq of becoming ya allah your true and obedient servants ya allah make us among your muqarrabin ya allah make us among your awliya siddiqin ya allah اله العالمين يا الله grant us the tawfiq of performing our five times salah with jamaah ya allah with khushu and khudu ya allah enable us to recite the quran sharif in abundance daily ya allah enable us to make your zikr all the time ya allah to be forever in your remembrance ya allah اله العالمين enable us to talk to you in dua all the time ya allah اله العالمين يا الله save us from all the vices and sins ya allah the sins of the external self ya allah the sins of the heart ya allah cleanse and purify our hearts of all the evils ya allah fill our hearts with your muhabbat ya allah fill our hearts with the love of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam with the love of deen ya allah with the love of the amal of deen ya allah with the love of the efforts of deen ya allah اله العالمين يا الله الله يوزس ان او بروجينيس للقيامه في خدمه الدين يا الله والاخلاص والعافيه والقبوليه يا الله اله العالمين يا الله اول دوز اسيك جيف ذم شفاء كامله عاجله مستمره دائمه الله ريموف ايفري تيس اوف ذير ايلمنتس يا الله الله كيوسم اول اور سبيريتشوال ايلمنتس يا الله كيوسم اول اور فيزيكال ايلمنتس يا الله اله العالمين يا الله الله يو جرانتس يا الله كومبليت اند توتال شفاء فروم اول ذا ايفلز يا الله فروم اول ذا ميلوديز اوف ذا هارت يا الله اله العالمين يا الله ال اول دوز ان اني كايند اوف فاينانشال ديفيكولتي ريموف ات دافيت يا الله جرانت بركه ان ايتش وانز ريسك يا الله كانت ابندنت حلال طيب ريسك فولد وذ بركه يا الله اله العالمين وات ايفر انزايتي ديبريشن وري سورو اند غريف اني بادي از اكسبيرينسينج يا الله اوت اوف يور غريس اند ميرسي ريموف ات دافيت يا الله فول ذا هارتس وذ سكون اند اطمئنان يا الله فول ذا هارتس وذ سكون اند اطمئنان يا الله fill the hearts with sukoon and itminan ya allah allah give us the realization ya allah that itminan is in your zikr ya allah you have declared allah bi zikrillahi tatma'innul qulub it's only in your remembrance that there is peace and serenity in the heart ya allah allah fill our hearts with your zikr ya allah fill our hearts our lives with your zikr ya allah fill our lives with your obedience which is the greatest zikr ya allah ilahul alamin give us the realization ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah allah all those asked us to make dua for them all of raise the hands is dua allah you fulfill each one's guys needs ya allah fulfill each one's pious aspirations ya allah remove each one's difficulties and hardships ya allah and each one the best of dunya and akhirat ya allah ilahul alamin ya allah throughout the world ya allah wherever the muslims are in any suffering and hardship remove it with afiyat ya allah 
ونعوذ بك من شر ما استعاذك منه نبيك وحبيبك سيدنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم أنت المستعان وعليك البلاغ ولا حول ولا قوة إلا بالله العلي العظيم وصلى الله تعالى على خير خلقه سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه معين الحمد لله